You are now tuned in to Behind the Confident Smile, the podcast, where we talk about what's behind your smile, no longer suffering in silence, and truly walking in your purpose daily. I am your host, Bianca Cotton, wife, mom, author, poet, speaker, and hope dealer. I am on a journey to help women walk in love, live in hope, and be healed from past hurts. Join me on this journey of revealing what's behind your smile. We will have special guests, some poetry, and inspiration. Now let's start the show. Hey y'all, it is Bianca here again with a fabulous, fabulous woman trailblazer, sister friend of mine. Um, she is gracing the space for the Behind the Confidence Mountain podcast. Her name is Poshlin Nicholson. She is an activist, creative, believer, founder and executive director of Chase Youth Non-For-Profit. And we're gonna dig into that um, in a second. She is originally from Summit, Illinois, currently residing in Central Illinois. She serves as a program advisor at Illinois State University for black and brown students majoring in STEM disciplines and incoming freshman students. Poshlin believes that part of her life's purpose is to make a difference in the lives of young people and influence change in the areas of social justice. She does this in various ways, but predominantly through her career role as a mentor, her not-for-profit Chase Youth, and now spoken word. Y'all, she a dope spoken word artist. Um, and she utilizes spoken word to uplift, inspire, educate, and challenge her spheres of influence to do what is right, y'all. Because <laughs> doing what is right is not always comfortable. But that's that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Yeah. But welcome, Poshlin. Thank you so much for inviting me on the podcast yes thank you i appreciate the invite i'm happy to be here hello everyone it is good to be here and share a little bit more about what's behind my smile and just talk with my sister friend Miss <laughs> Yes. So y'all know, y'all been tuning in and um, the question that I ask every woman is what's behind your smile. The purpose of that for those who are um, new to the podcast is because we often hide behind our smiles um, and may not always share our journeys and people don't know our stories. They may just see the destination, um, but not the process. So Posh, what's behind your smile? What's behind my smile? <laughs> As I smile, <laughs> um, 
I don't know. As I reflected on this question, um, I really got a little emotional because there's so many stories behind my smile um, that I really don't have time to tell it all. <laughs> but uh, just to synthesize a bit, there are stories of brokenness, uh, resilience, and healing. Um, there has always been a smile at my core, um, but I would say that like at the core of my spirit, I my spirit has smiled, but I haven't always felt like smiling and I haven't always smiled. There has been seasons where I didn't smile um, because I felt um, maybe just because I didn't feel like smiling, but that it would be forced um, mm -hmm. and it would, it would force me to ignore feelings and feel it would have, it would force me to ignore feeling the feelings, you know, and investigating uh, what I feel and avoid. And honestly, I would smile sometimes to avoid sitting with myself and going through, you know, a real healing journey, a real healing process. Um, so yeah, I would just say what's behind my smile is um, resilience and healing um, and brokenness that has gone through a healing journey. Mm, that's so good you hit on some seasons you didn't smile to keep from avoiding um not sitting with how you felt so what was going on maybe in one of those seasons of your life and mm. what you learned from it hmm, I would say um, there has been a few, but I would say one of the most maybe prominent ones that, that sticks out right now is when um, I was going through um, just being brokenhearted and um, after a breakup, after, well, in college, um, I would say that I truly was discouraged and um, just depressed and hopeless and like a loss of identity, right? Because I was wrapped up and rooted in a, in a boyfriend and what I expected or hoped for my future to look like, it didn't anymore. And so, um, yeah, I questioned life so much. <laughs> um, and, and I would say even more recently, so that was about 10 years ago, but I would say more recently with the pandemic and um, COVID running rampant, you know, I, I did, I did have COVID and I got a diagnosis also from, um, for health challenge or just a diagnosis for my health. And um, it was not what I wanted to hear. Um, and it definitely took me by surprise because it caused pain. And um, I mean, it still does, but I had to learn how to just kind of sit with pain, but also how to be, to, to hold on to my joy in, in pain and mm -hmm. um, really reimagine my life in a way, re, um, readjust my life and kind of adjust my, you know, eating habits and all of that was like overwhelming because I'm 
I had been very busy, right, on the go and just doing things, and it caused me to stop. Like, it stopped me in my tracks, and so I had to do a lot of sitting with myself and figuring out, you know, how I was going to get healthy and also um, just push myself past the unexpected. Mm. Oh, I'm sitting with what you just said, finding joy and pain. Mm-hmm. How, how how does one do that? Like <laughs> how how did you how did you first of all I'm I'm sure it took a minute to get to that point of you know what I need to find joy in the midst of pain. Absolutely. Where did that come from? Like take us there. I will try. <laughs> <laughs> And I will say too, uh, just, I will say that I'm still, you know, navigating that. And so I haven't arrived anywhere, but I have, you know, learned some tools and some um, practices that I have to daily implement. Um, Mm. But I will say that the first thing is just accepting that there is a duality there, that it is okay to it is possible to be experiencing pain and suffering and still have joy. Like even conceptualizing that in my mind, in my thought process, um, because I feel like we are so conditioned to believe like, you know, you got to experience one or the other. There's no joy in suffering. There's no joy in pain. Um, But I will say that that was triggered or this new, this new idea, this new thought process was triggered by actually listening to, another woman's story about pain and um, suffering. And she, um, I was listening to a conference back in maybe August and this woman had a condition um, that was life altering and she, her condition is like debilitating and her whole life changed. And she just talked about how she has basically turned her life into a ministry and and learned how to cope with um her pain and mm. how hope heals her pain um i remember that lady i remember yes. that yes i remember you t- yes i listened to um i listened to that yes yes that's so good you pull you pulled from her testimony mm-hmm. absolutely oh my gosh the and power I- of the testimony Yes, yes, it's powerful. We overcome by the word of our testimony, seriously. Yes. Ooh, we. Yeah. <laughs> Her name is Catherine Wolf. Yes, yes. I, okay, I remember that now. So, joy and pain. And you know, I, for me, uh, which we've had conversations offline, several of them about this, but in the midst of a pandemic, a double pandemic, civil unrest as well, um, I believe that this season of life has also taught me how to have joy in the midst of pain. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, that that duality can exist um, with 
being grateful that your family is safe, people are healthy in the midst of the world shutting down, people, other, other um, loved ones losing loved ones, people losing their jobs in the midst of so much pain and suffering, um, still having joy and can still experience pain as well as joy. Yep, absolutely. Mm. So let's let's uh, stay on that role of pain and joy because I believe that Chase Youth was birthed from a place of pain. And you recently established um, this non-for-profit and tell us like what's the story behind the name Chase You? How did it come to be? Why did you recently launch it? Um, what is it about? Wow. So <laughs> you um so Chase You it definitely is a story that kind of was birthed out of trauma and pain. Um it is a way to pay homage to my late cousin. Um, his life was taken by a police officer in 2006 and he was wrongfully murdered. And so this um, was such a traumatic event for my family and I, um, it just changed you know, my life in a way. And so <clears throat> I always knew I wanted to work with children, but his death, definitely birthed this desire to like commemorate his life um, by giving back to young people and, and the community in this way. And so um, my hope is that, you know, Chase Youth um, will one day pour into the lives of young people on a larger level, like a holistic approach um, in, you know, in their mental health, physical health, you know, financially, spiritually, and to promote civic and political engagement. Um, I, we desire to you know, host community events, workshops, scholarships, um, to multiple youth, fund dreams, and just pay for college and invest in the community. And so um, I desire to do this in several ways, and, um, but I actually ran a half marathon in 2019 and I ran the half marathon in order to raise funds for, to, for the scholarship that I would provide to young people. And so I was able to raise about $1,000 and give away a scholarship to a young person that was headed to college and actually headed to the same college that my cousin was once enrolled in. And so um, that was you know, a dream come true and just really being able to see, you know, God move. Um, this, this name, Chase Youth, uh, it has like a sort of a double meaning. Um, so it legit was dropped in my spirit by the Holy Spirit, honestly. Um, I was driving one day and this name came to my mind as I was about a couple years ago, honestly, about 2015, 16. Um, and youth chase also came to mind however i you know sat with it and you know finally decided on chase youth but why it's so special is because 
my cousin who was killed, his name was Paris Chase. And so um, it really is a huge way to commemorate him. And then also, you know, like I mentioned, running a half marathon, chasing, you know, that uh, symbolic and uh, similar, you know, meaning. And so it's a way to combine both and just really going after the heart of young people. And so, um, yeah, that is a bit of the story. Mm, that's so good. So we go from Holy Spirit dropping the name to you and now it's 2021, mm -hmm. right? And what happened between then and now um, and your process of establishing your nonprofit? Wow. So I feel like I was supposed to answer this before too, but um, I would say, thank you for circling back. So um, I would say, oh, this has been a, a long process. Um, like I said, I knew that I wanted to do this in 2007, really, 2006, but um, went to college and I was in a um, leadership program and we had to devise a plan to eradicate a social issue. And my issue was poverty. And so I devised a plan, a short-term and a long-term plan. And one of the um, steps within my plan was to run a half marathon. Fast forward to about 2016, I actually started to get it off the ground and like I was more intrigued. I started writing down plans and things that I wanted to do and implement. Of course, I um, was in school, got my degrees and I signed up finally trained, you know, began to really do the training process for the half marathon and um, the year 2016, I was scheduled to do it, run it in September. And my car got broken into the morning of the race. And that was like five o'clock in the morning. And so, of course, that naturally, you know, kind of stopped me in my tracks. And so I was late to the race, didn't make the race. Um, but I did run the half, the 5K. And so I was discouraged after that. I had planned to, you know, make Chase Youth a not-for-profit then, but I wasn't quite ready anyway. And then that kind of just discouraged me, honestly made me a little depressed in a, in a in some sorts of a way which I'm sure people can understand just you know people someone broke into my car that they that was invasive and they stole things that were really of value to me um and so that happened and then I would say after that it's like I started to to just kind of pursue other things um and go after things that I felt were kind of more easier if you will <laughs> And um, I, it just took a, a long time for me to build up to like committing to training for this race, this half marathon, because it takes a lot to, you know, it takes like months to train for a half marathon and, and you know, your eating habits have to change and all of that. And so then I got um, to the point where I got started connecting with people that were also running half marathons and, you know, wanting to help. But even then I ran, even when I ran, finally ran the half marathon in 2019, I still hadn't done like a lot of the work to get Chase Youth like up and running um, and, you know, really legalize it. And 
apply for the not-for-profit and all of that until after I ran the half marathon. That, you know, that was essentially this year, Chase Youth became an official not-for-profit. Um, after the half marathon, right after I got the diagnosis um, for my health. And so that kind of, you know, sidetracked me a bit as well and discouraged me. And, you know, just understanding that you need people like I need a, a community of support I need a team I have to build a team um, I have to have a, a board right and you want to trust people and all of that and so I had to really like pray and trust God and trust that it was this was a God thing and this was a God idea and that he would place the people in my path and he did and as I like I, um, I will say in January, I, you know, not to make this such a spiritual situation, but I got a prophecy that kind of confirmed that I needed to move forward with establishing Chase Youth as a not-for-profit, and that truly encouraged me, and so um, I, I began to move my feet, like I reached out to a consultant to help me through establishing it, you know, connecting with you, talking with you, um, talking through my ideas and connecting with other women, you know, shout out to Kashana, um, who had her not-for-profit for 10 years, helping me, you know, just formalize the process and training uh, board members and that things of that nature. So I finally was able to, you know, get some movement. So... I want to encourage you and those listening in this moment. 2006, you say? Yeah. That was the year. 2006. At the time of this recording, it is 2021. I am pausing um, to acknowledge this journey, right? Mm -hmm. of the time that your cousin's life was taken mm -hmm. to a seed being planted for you to take action um, to help youth, right? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes when we get ideas, you know, as creatives, visionaries, we want it to happen right away. Mm-hmm. 2006 to 2021, you have lived life, been on the roller coaster of encouragement, discouragement, health challenges, um, car uh, um, things being stolen, broken into. Um, finishing college, grad school, there's, there's been a lot going on in the midst of that time, but yet you continue to pursue. You continue to overcome. And I just want to say thank you for overcoming because there are going to be so many young people that chase, chase youth is going to be able to bless, to help heal, to help restore, to help them find their purpose, to identify why they were created, 
to give them the tools that they need to have a fulfilling life. Yes. Because you continue to overcome obstacle after obstacle and um, gather your resources and connect with people like, okay, I'm ready to move forward. And this was the appointed time for so for everyone tuning in and listening, be encouraged about your dreams. When we when we see the big picture, um, we don't always know what the hurdles are in front of that picture that we're gonna have to leap over. But know that you can do it. You can do it. So what are you learning about yourself as the founder and executive director of um, Fresh Non-For-Profit? I'm learning a whole lot. A whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know that I'm learning that I am truly a visionary at heart. Um, like I have so many ideas and how important it is to know how to sift through those ideas to collaborate with other people um, and to get constructive criticism, right? Constructive feedback, um, but also really how to delegate and discern, you know, my team's strengths and weaknesses um, and to know like, literally this is you know a building process from the ground up and so i have to be patient and you know especially patient with intricate details you know involved in building an organization from the ground up and um just giving myself grace is so important i'm not going to be perfect and you know things will seldom go how i plan them in my head and that is okay Hmm. I have to That's true. Process. How I mean, we I, I think I see this a lot on Instagram from you know different accounts. Trust the process, give yourself grace. But what does that look like in your life? Right? Um, yes. when we talk about day-to-day, -day, what does what does it mean for Poshlin to give herself grace for you to trust the process? Mm, good, good question. Um, I would say for one, kind of going back off of my previous um, answers with like, to your question about what happened in, in between, you know, birthing Chase Youth as an actual not-for-profit. I didn't really speak on this, but I did a lot of healing in the process. And so there was a lot of trauma again the death of my cousin but also just personal trauma that i experienced that would prohibit or hinder my ability to follow god's voice follow my dreams and to know how to settle in god's voice in me and and be validated and not need reassurance from other people, but know that this is a thing that God ordained, that God placed in me, and I have to run with it no matter who says what or what support I don't receive. 
Um, and, you know, early on, I was not ready to do that. <laughs> I wasn't. And that's what part of part of this long process, um, the time it took was me healing and, and just um, learning how to love myself, reaffirm myself, believe in myself um, and believe the God in me. Um, mm. And that is true, that he truly placed something valuable in me and that I am valuable and worthy enough to see this come to fruition and know that, you know, I may not be an expert on certain topics, certain subject matter, and I may need to learn more or not. I have to trust what I, my experience that it has prepared me for my now. Hmm. That's good. But what a... What if someone approaches you and asks you, what does me having to heal, it sounds like from past hurt, trauma, mm -hmm. have to do with me establishing a non-for-profit and helping people? What does that have to do with me establishing a business? It has how, can that, how can that benefit me? Mm. It has everything to do with it for so many reasons. Um, but a couple reasons include you are legit the CEO. You are the orchestrator of what happens. And so you have to trust yourself, right? You have to truly believe that you have something to offer, that, that you can lead people <laughs> and, that, um, and, and lead the people on your team, lead the board members, lead... Um, your business partners lead whoever you're connected to as well as the people that you're serving. And so in order for you to do it well, you have to know that you're worthy enough to do it. And that doesn't mean like to be puffed up, but it also, it does mean to be confident in it and to be humble and know that you're gonna make mistakes, but not even allow like on a day-to-day -day basis, your mistakes to get you to set you back or to make you question your worth and question that you have something valuable, question the dream that you had from the beginning, um, question your ideas, you know, the many ideas that you may have and you wanna execute on them. When you heal properly, you begin to, that voice in your head that is, that's doubting and questioning, that voice starts to dissolve and or you get a confidence and a level of strength to actively disrupt and um, disconnect from that voice and reject that voice in your head. Mm, that's good. That's good. So now when you experience doubt or fear talking to you, what do you do? I do a lot of things. Um, <laughs> now I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not going to say that, um, like, like you said, what do I do when I experience, I still experience those things, but, um, sometimes some days are better are, yeah, some days are better than others. Um, but on a good day, I am identifying, recognizing, you know, um, really, Sometimes I let it come and, okay, I'm experiencing fear right now. Why? Investigating it. 
you know, where does this fear come from? Is this a valid fear? Or is this something that, you know, is trying to creep up to hinder me from all of it is trying to hinder me, but is it worth like exploring or do I just need to shut it down right now and mm. legit start speaking life to myself, um, speaking who I am. Even today, excuse me, as I was walking during my lunch break, I had to start speaking affirmations. I am worthy. You know, I am capable to do hard things. I deserve a seat at the table, you know, that type of thing. Um, and so like legit rejecting the negative thoughts. Hmm. That's good. That's good. So take us into a piece of yours um, because your poetry is very affirming, encouraging, speaks life, um, even uh, points out history. So share with us. Okay, um, I'm so torn now. I have one <laughs> picked out and I want to, I, I wanted to do two, but I know we have a time limit. Um, so I will uh, do the one that I originally was going to do. And then if you want me to share another one, I will. Um, okay. <laughs> but this piece is a little more personal. Um, and yeah, I'll just, I'll share. This warrior is fragile. She's a gem. You have to handle her with care. Made to feel like she was in opposition. The opponent, a victim, questioning. What is it in her that always wants to do the opposite? Be the challenger. Challenge the status quo, breaking the rules. Somebody say, sit down. She's the one that got to stand up. Never following directions, coloring all outside the lines. When she was younger, she was hard-headed. Everybody doing wrong. She had to be right. They said jump. She never asked how high. She sliding to the left when everybody was going right. She heard you don't listen so many times, but she older now. She gets it. She could never follow the crowd. She can't be controlled. She likes to do her own thing. God just made her head strong. Never nobody's shadow. She a leader. Moving to the beat of her own drum. But like a true sheep, she went astray. Seeking and waiting for validation from man. She finally heard from him. It's within, never external. Speaking biblically, abide in me and I in you. The great I am. She was confused, abiding in man placing people on a pedestal of her decisions until she heard God's voice for herself. She got free. Sometimes people are so focused on you following them, they forget Jesus might have other plans. Then God's sheep end up mishandled. The blessing is in God's grace. Besides, he's always in control. She's straight as long as she remembers all things work together for the good of his children. She is his sheep. She got to follow him, Elohim, the great shepherd, even when it's opposing the opinions of others. She's learning to discern the difference. It's never on them. They couldn't teach her that. Nobody can make her see herself. 
She was blind, but the enemy wasn't. He wanted to keep her helping, never stopping to look in the mirror to help herself heal, distracted from affirming herself, learning herself, pursuing his promises, building her dreams, instead second guessing her abilities. God equipped her, God is within her. Of course she's capable. He called her from the beginning. She realized she gotta speak up. It's up to her to stand up for what she believed in. These demons, they dare wrong. They don't play fair, they play for keeps. She gotta let them know she not on a team. Matter of fact, she is the opponent. She is in opposition to everything they stand for, everything they trying to destroy, every lie they ever told her. Confidence she found in him, power to tread over serpents and scorpions, no longer interested in overworking to be outstanding. She's standing out from the crowd, feeling herself, freedom she feels, no longer entangled with a yoke of bondage. She can't get caught up in groupthink. She thinking different, always outside the box. The devil behaving, trying to keep her boxed in. She bigger than that, cause God is within her. She hear the naysayers trying to contain her, but her wings are strong, can't even clip them. This butterfly never stays landed long. She's soaring. Dreams, they keep coming, cocooning, waiting for the divine timing, suffering well, only because it's a part of her process. She's learning to protect herself, shielded from all the hell in the world, the darts that try to attack her mind. None of it won't stop her shine. In due time, she coming. Believe that. She ain't silencing herself. She just learned to be quiet during the test. Keep her eyes on her own paper. You can't get ahead worried about everybody else. She practices self-care for herself. Don't get it twisted. She's a giver. Never stingy. Always cheerful. It's better now. She give from her overflow. Her cup running over now. Press down, shake it together. Good measure. She builds wealth in her mind. Mental agility. Now she can spread it because she ain't stretched too thin and no hard feelings. She don't do bitter. She believe in, in lessons. Never blocking her blessings. Her heart's still in it. She knows she's always winning, but she has to step back, evaluate, recalibrate, rest, refresh, reset, rejuvenate, strategize, encourage herself. Deeply rooted, feet firmly planted on solid ground. God's his holy habitation. She ready to build the nation, the kingdom, because she's a kingdom builder, warrior, but fragile. Be careful how you handle her. Be intentional. Mm, yes. Who? Lady, lady, lady. It's like I listened to it for the first time again, right? Um, and heard different things this time but what I'm curious to know because I don't think I've ever asked you this what inspired you to write this piece so much um I wrote this piece last year um in I would say March no, actually this year in March, not last year. No, sorry. I wrote this piece in December. Um, mm. Like ending the year out, had a birthday 
and just reflecting on life and just where I was. And um, I I just was sitting with God and, and he just kept telling me to let things come to me and, you know, just be grounded and rooted in God. Um, but as I reflect on the decisions that I have made and just my life, um, people pleasing was a common theme. Mm. and I really truly started to like dissect that right investigate that where did that come from and why am I engaging in that and um who are the people that I'm always trying to please and and so it was as I said with myself it was sort of a like the Holy Spirit speaking to me and through me but but liberating myself from the bondage of people pleasing Mm. Um, and really recognizing, you know, my strengths and recognizing, um, that I can, that there's a duality of me too, that I can be both fragile and resilient and strong and confident. Mm. That's so, ah, that's so good. And I say that's so good because Having the having the opportunity to see pieces of your journey mm-hmm. um, up close or far away over the years, so much growth, um, so much maturity and deep reflection and pouring out is beautiful and and both you and I know that beauty can come from ashes Um, and that when we talk about healing, healing is painful. (laughs) Like it is not cute at all. Healing consists of grief. It consists of uh, many tears and uh, it can almost feel as though uh, you you may not pull through, but you are. Uh, So I'm so proud of you for continuing on your journey of becoming who you were created to be and releasing the fear and the baggage and the people pleasing, all the other things that will try to come to distract you. Mm-hmm. Um, so may you continue to write may you continue to share may you continue to sit with yourself and God um, so I mean you we could end right there okay you <laughs> you share plenty of gems but we can't leave without a call to action um what do you want those tuning in today to do within the next 30 days of their life? Wow. <laughs> um, so first of all, I just believe that you can't challenge other people. You can, you know, tell people to do something that you're not doing because um, that's easy, but I just believe that we shouldn't be telling quick to tell people to do stuff or encourage other people to do things that we don't engage in ourselves. 
Um, and so as I think about this, you know, 30 days is like a way to build a habit and it's really a, um, an opportunity to change your life. And so the first thing is just really to do things afraid, do it afraid. Um, no matter how fearful you are, I have done so many things afraid within the last six months of my life. Um, and I mean, trembling, you know, voice shaking or just body experiencing fear, like <laughs> real fear. Mm. Um, so doing things afraid anyway. Um, and then I would say, really pay attention to the words that you speak over yourself. Wake up daily and recognize how what you're rehearsing in your mind, but also how you are talking to your friends, your family, your coworkers, um, you know, your whoever you're in community with, paying attention to how you're speaking life over yourself. And so in that you know, speak what you want to see and believe in yourself. And so I would just say practice specific things. If there are dreams that you have, you know, or a goal that you have that feels unattainable, you know, pursue that, speak that thing um, for 30 days, write it down, see it, you know, visualize it. And um, even when it feels like it's not going to happen or you're not going to get there, um, speak life over your dreams and goals but but most importantly over yourself and who you are rehearse um good things you know if you're not religious just rehearse good things about yourself positive things about yourself and write down things that you know make you feel good and um even who you want to be and then if you are speak scriptures over yourself um yeah speak the word over who God says you are and you know really believe that rehearse that meditate on that and see those things come to fruition amen amen for that thank you so you all heard from Poshlin you um we have our call to action and if you have um, enjoyed, have any thoughts you want to share about what you have heard today, how it has impacted your life, email me at hello at behindtheconfidencemile.com. And Poshlin, how can people keep in contact with you, support Chase you? Um, where should they find you? Awesome. Um, people can contact me. I have an email address, Poshlyn Lynette, P-O-S-H-L-Y-N-L-Y-N-E-T-T-E at gmail.com. Or I'm on Facebook at Poshlyn Lynette as well, as well as Instagram, Poshlyn Lynette on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> um, and so Chase Youth, ways that you can support Chase Youth. Chase Youth currently has a Facebook page that's Facebook uh, backslash uh, or forward slash Chase Youth NFP. And um, Chase Youth is connected, it's not separate. Um, and you can 
you know, learn, stay abreast on Chase Youth, what is coming up. We have some upcoming things, events that we're planning for the, for before the end of the year. And we're currently um, getting our website finalized. And so eventually we'll be able to, um, we'll have a website where you can donate and, you know, sign up to volunteer or um, just learn more information about Chase Youth. Um, so if you go to that Facebook page, you can stay abreast and um, you'll be notified when the website is up and running. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your heart, your journey, uh, parts of um, your story with us today. It's always a pleasure to um, break bread with you over the interwebs. And <laughs> I'm so grateful for your friendship, for your love, for your support, um, for saying yes uh, over and over and over again. So thank you. And we appreciate you um, and the Behind the Confidence Smile community. Thank you so much, Bianca, for the opportunity again. Um, I, you know, appreciate you. I try to make sure you know that. I try to tell you that, but you are uh, phenomenal. And I love what you're doing with Behind the Confident Smile. And um, I am just grateful for the opportunity and this platform. And I, I just look forward to how much Behind the Confident Smile will continue to flourish. And so thank you for allowing me to share. Oh, my pleasure. So y'all stay tuned in um, because we're going to keep moving. We have so much to share. Please like, subscribe, share um, this episode with your family, friends, anyone who you know who needs to be encouraged in this moment. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to Behind the Confidence Mouth podcast with your host, Bianca Cotton. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. Let's grow our community, you all. Until next time on the podcast. Remember, we all have a story and a journey of what is behind.